Hi everyone, Jeanette Marie here with Energy for the Soul and more, and this is Spiritually Speaking. Let's chat! Welcome back. This is part two with Jasmine. We know because your resume speaks for itself. I want to get into that, but before that, you did say that you had to go back and do some research. Yeah, so... It really, it, it triggered something in me because what happened is that I had an elder stateswoman, uh, someone that's 55, has been working in the trans community before a lot of the girls were born, like right. since the 80s, right? She was working at MAP. And so she was really tricky. She was upset that this young person was challenging um, the identity, like what trans was and is. And so, I, you know, I had to sit there because she, uh, also people felt like, this person was attacking me in some form or fashion. I didn't feel attacked because I felt like I'm fat. I need to know what she, That's right. what she heard, what she thought she heard. And so I, I even asked, did you not, when I interviewed you to come into the house, hear me say that this is for trans women. And then she I almost was saying no, she's, but I did say trans femme. And the reason why I was using trans femme, because I had a situation earlier on when we opened the house where um, people were showing up and other trans women didn't think that they looked trans enough oh. or was concerned or when you have a beard and you're saying you're a trans woman, but you're not presenting as such. Right. And so other girls would almost be on the attack. So I was like, listen, if they say that they're a trans woman, are they tr- identifying in the feminine spectrum? That's how we're going to see it. That's how it is. Like, you do not get to define her trans woman. There is no end goal to any of this. And if they decide they want to be fluid at some point, they have that choice. Yes, in the house, you have to identify as a trans woman because we're contracted to house. This is um, what you have put together and created. We're we're contracted because we're in a collaboration with Lhasa and with Hopix because trans women are not a protected class you know women and elders are but when is it women and children and elders i think but there's certain groups that are not protected class so they you know they don't need to provide for us right and so we had to go under women right who are identifying femme identifying femme but when you're talking about trans it's very touchy and sensitive and it's interesting though isn't it it's almost like the abuse that you had to endure just to embody who you are mm-hmm. from an incarnate place, you now became the abuser of that in its yeah. own way. I don't think the intention is abuse, Mm-mm. but it is in its own pathology. It is. A demonstration of abuse when yeah. you don't allow somebody to be just exactly who they who are. Who they are. And so I I had to pull back. I had to talk to someone before they left. And I said, "This we're going to continue this conversation. So I went to my office. Of course you did. And I asked um, Isaac, who is the uh, co-director of Gender Justice, to come in my office for five minutes. And he just happened to be in town. And we had a conversation about it. And um, because I've even done trainings, like I've been the facilitator about gender pronouns and identity. But I needed some more guidance around this specific one because what was happening it was a generational gap and and people were feeling challenged about like someone uh, wanting them to perform identity in a certain way within this binary. And this person is telling us, listen, I am a non-binary trans woman. Yes. And I was in full acceptance because I hadn't heard that in a minute. 
But when she said it, as opposed to saying, I'm just not buying it, she was like, I am, I hope both identities. But the truth of the matter is that when she signed into move in the house, she signed into move femme identifying, right? So that's open to interpretation and expression, right? We're not taking away anything of her, of her being um, her non-binary identity, but the which was she agreed to in the house, right? To to be in the house because what was happening also, we allowed someone to come in um, that was identifying as trans because they wanted to get off the street, which I totally understand, but they weren't a trans woman, right? Actually, I even had a trans man come in identifying as a trans woman. And then I've had it all, right? Because people want to go where they feel safe and where they feel comfortable. I've had cis women come to the house and identify as So for people who don't know what cis is, would you? Uh, Cis is someone that identifies... um, um, in the body or in the spirit of the identity in which they were born in. Say a woman who was born with, you know, um, lady parts identifies as a, you know, and with as a cis woman, right? She is, um, she's aligned with, you know, um, how, how do you say that? So a cis woman, to my understanding, uh, is like, I am a woman. But I also I identify, identify as, as a woman. As a yes. woman, cis is an old word. Cis. We can you can Google it. Google's your best friend. But it's uh, someone that's a al- that's in alignment with with um, how they identify. Right? Identify. That's what it was. Right. They're in alignment. So with, yes, someone that's you. transitioning or is transitioning from one thing to the next. Thank right? you. It's run the gamut. Like everyone has at some point. Everybody has tried to come into the house at some entry point because they felt a level of comfort, safety, and support. And so we we never deny anybody, but we do work at figuring out the best place and scenario for them to go walk into and go. Because when you're homeless, it brings up a lot of trauma and PTSD, right? Because you're, you're just exposed to anything and everything, and you're susceptible to whatever is happening at that moment. So if it's something violent or crazy or uncomfortable, well, because you have nowhere to go, you can't, um, there's no restitution, there's no rest. Right. You know, when you're home, you're always in survival mode. On right? guard, 24-7. You're on guard, trying to figure out where is my next meal coming from? Can't If you're a trans person, can I use the bathroom and shower at this particular location? Are you going to want something from me for it? Yeah. Do I have to, you know, engage in survival sex work in order to get my next meal? Or do I need to rob you? Or, you know what I'm saying? Am I willing to go sit in in line where people may be having some mental discord or just... You know, people have mental issues. It could be, it could, that could be violent. Well, you right? know, just the mere identity of living on the street, like mm-hmm. just that that in and of itself and everything you've just identified can also make the mind go a little kooky. Oh, completely. Doesn't mean you have a mental illness. Yes. It just means that like the depravity has been in play yeah. and the energy of everybody is exposing you to whatever those spurs are. Mm-hmm. Like energy breeds energy that breeds energy, mm-hmm. you know, and constantly being judged, abused lost yes doesn't yeah. mean you're mentally ill no. but i do understand and recognize that yeah. there are beautiful beings out there who mm-hmm. need to be regulated yes and that's okay to know yeah and i think it's important to mm-hmm. know which brings me to my next question for you yes so you do do a lot of advocation work ad- oh yes ad- ad- advocating 
Thank you. you got it. <laughs> Welcome to me advocating work. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you really have gone up against some real people. Yeah. And it actually, it's Can all you been, tell us about that? it's actually been really, it's been a beautiful experience. You know what I always tell people, I get to move through my life with grace and ease. If it ever hits me in the head, like a, a meteorite, I had something to do with it, right? There was right. something about my energy or my, the way that Brothers. I, you know, approached it. But when you get to sit in a room and have a real heart to heart conversation, you'd be amazed at what people are willing to give, say, and do. I mean, I've been fortunate enough to sit on this uh, council called the Trans Advisory Council. Yes. And because I sit on that council, I was able to speak to people like the mayor, right? Yes. Like Mayor Garcetti and city council member Mitchell Farrell and Miss Nuri from Council District. I think she's here in the Valley. Valley yeah. yeah. And so have intentional, really um, heart to heart talks about like what we can do. And I'm, I'm, I'm specifically talking about trans and queer and gender nonconforming folks that are navigating homeless without being able to access work, who are being um, dispelled or removed from their homes at very early ages without the wherewithal or the, you know, just the basic life skills. When a child is released from their home at 15, 16, 17 years old, they don't know how, anything about paying bills. Right. They don't right. know. They, they're not supposed to know anything about that. That's right. To be honest. You're supposed to be in school. You're supposed to be in school. nurtured, developing those skills. You're supposed to be in school. You're supposed to, you know, be doing child child things. You're not supposed to be taking on um, adult situations. Not yet. It, it's just, not, it's not, it's not your time yet. But what happens is that things are at play and, and because families don't often know how to raise a trans or a queer child, which they're just, you know, they're coming into that knowledge. People would dispose of their children like toilet paper. It's I very hate to heartbreaking. Say that. Yeah. No, it's true though. It's heartbreaking and it's very sad. And, you know, I'm just so honored to know you. You're so courageous to have these conversations, you know, with these people in office. Because of those relationships, um, there was funding that was provided and supported. We were supported with, so it allowed us the opportunity to do real intentional work, like really taking folks off the street. Like I would, I love sitting in my office and say, "Listen, if you don't want to ever be on the street again, you, you don't, don't ever have to. Yeah. I'll make sure of that." Yeah, and you do. I'll make sure of that. And I've seen, <clears throat> I've had my successes. I've seen people, you know, go leave on their own and figure out their own way but i have some beautiful success stories and when I, we see each other i'm like hey girl how you doing yeah, you know yeah. how you doing or to the young man like how you doing bro you know because yes. they're they're living their lives and learning to let go of that with grace is, yeah. is a beautiful thing not give up on that yeah and and knowing that you know i i often tell my colleagues because you know oftentimes there's reparenting going on there Absolutely what's happening. You know, 100%. like, you know, and, the, and, and they need support. It's a guy, we all need it, you know? So it's different levels to it. Some people need it more than others. So we see everyone as an individual, right? And we work with them accordingly. We just said, because you're living in a communal like situation with other people, we have to respect people's uh, boundaries and, mm. and personal space. personal space. Yeah, absolutely. Which sometimes can be really hard if you're Difficult. not constitutional, yeah. like, you know, inner stand, mm -hmm. like to inner in stand, in yeah. stance of love. But I think that boundaries are loving. And everybody's teachable. 
and everybody at is every teachable. age at any stage in your as life as long as they're willing to as long as you're willing and open yeah come to the table so i want to just kind of address a, a silly question but i think it's an important question mm. you know what would you say to the parents that are discarding their children who have come to them and have identified and i'm not going to even claim that for whatever that is for mm. each individual who's being tossed out what would you say to those parents oh my god uh wait <laughs> yeah hold on Hold on. People are so concerned about the children getting surgeries. Oh, my child. Listen, that is, at the end of the day, the least of your work. Because what if they change your mind? Uh, when they Then if they change your mind, they change their mind. But it's their mind, right? But what they what needs to be known is that you were there. You championed them. You cheered them on the whole way. You you went above and beyond to find out and get the information that was needed to make sure, however they were moving and navigated through life, that it was safe and affirming. And you were armed and guarded with information that could support them. Where could they get that information? They can get that information from my agency, right? If they're working with the youth, uh, they can get it from Children's Hospital. They can get it from the Trans Wellness Center. Right, it's out there. All they got to do is Google, Google it. Google it, and they will get information on hormones. They'll get, and how they work. They'll get information on surgeries and when uh, appropriate time or how that's going to work out for that particular child or individual. They can create a real pathway as to like let's work together. You do not have to dispel your child. In no way did Jesus or anybody say you can't. Be, be who you are. He actually said, if you harm them, there's big trouble. <laughs> so, because people get caught up, like, Jesus don't approve of that, and the uh -huh. Lord's going to do it. I was like, I talk to them all the time, and they told me, you're gorgeous, keep moving. <laughs> you know do you saying? know anybody who's done conversion therapy on their children? No, but I've heard from the, my clients themselves that it's been tried on, right? Mm. And how they were dispelled when it didn't work. And I did see the movie Pray Away, Pray It Away. Yeah. And I was like, oh my goodness, especially with the, the one nauseous. at the beginning, the child was praying for the people at the supermarket and saying, I used to be this, I used to be that. And it was just like, oh my God, someone's not loving this baby. Someone told this baby that they that who they are and, and where they are and what they are in this moment in their life is not enough. And so they feel that they need to revert back to something that's safe, but there is still an emptiness because they're dimming their the light, true light. The light of their yeah. incarnate soul, like their truth, their purpose on the planet. Yeah. They're not allowing it to flower, yeah. right? And that, you know what I do mm -hmm. when I have my meetings? I meet with the people, at least the girls at the house at least once a week on Friday. And I make them do storytelling. I want to know, tell me about a Christmas that you remember. And some people go, oh, my Christmas were horrible. I don't remember one. Then I say, tell me about a moment that was amazing. We want right. to because we want to know how to be in we want to know how to be in conversation with you, right? We want to know how to hold space with you. Mm -hmm. We want to know how we want to know you. We may not know all of you, but we want to know something yeah. so that we can laugh, right? And and the, and we can you know exchange uh, exchange. So is that a common thread, like the absolute shutting down, shutting out, not engaging in conversation about yeah. themselves because of the absolute. <laughs> denial of who they are in their own homes and then mm -hmm. outwardly on too. Because if people tell you you're not who, you, who, you, who you're supposed to be or what you want to be long enough, it's, it's, it seeps into your skin. Absolutely. Into your psyche. And you're thinking, oh my God, they're right. And to be honest, they're, they're not right because no. they haven't done any work around it. They right. have not done any exploration or any, you know, um, 
trying to find out information, gather information to support, you know, you. It's easy to, to just dispel and get it out right. because I don't know. I don't have enough in knowledge or I'm not willing to go there. Right. right. That is not, that's just not my thing. Yeah. It's kind of sad and heartbreaking. So what about you, baby? Like you've had it. to, you've had to overcome a lot of different roads and valleys and how does the most magnificent Jasmine <laughs> land where you are as a, a genuine force of love? I'm a truth seeker. I've been a truth seeker for a long, my own personal truth. And what I believe about the truth is that it's constantly evolving. And that might, what might have worked for me, I don't know, six years ago, may not work the same way, right? Even a week ago. Even a week ago. I have different information I'm working with. I have different knowledge. I have yeah. different stories that I've listened to. Like, I personally, I needed some sobriety. I needed some healing. I needed some sobriety. sobriety. I needed to recover. I got to a space and place in my life where I didn't trust or have faith in my movement the way that I thought I did. And so I had to start seeking out support. I needed like holy eternal <laughs> presence, you know, loving presence. I, I I need you right now, but I didn't know how to receive it. Right. And mm -hmm. so I had earth angels, people that were guiding me and saying, look, go to LGBT center and do therapy for six weeks. And that started another journey, another aspect of myself where I was, oh, where the door was cracked just Uncovering, yeah. So I could peek in and still I do that. You know, I'm just looking in, you see, and then I'll step in, go in the room. And then I see, oh, there's another door over there. Oh, wow. And someone said, on your way to that next door, go back to school or go to, you know, learn something else in your life or go away, like go on a trip or go see your family. They miss you, you know, because I was self-absorbed and self-centered and angry, disappointed, full of expectation, full of resentment because things didn't work out the way I needed or I thought that they were supposed to work out for me. And so playful curiosity brought me into these spaces, into these rooms where other people were like me and telling stories that I could relate to and then living they're living the best lives they could or in that moment yes. and saying, babe, you could do it too. You know, got to shift some things around, right? We're, we're not asking you to be, you know, perfect, but know that it's a perfect situation. You can make, you can make this work. And then that person introduced me to this person. Then I get to meet Jeanette other, through, you know, uh... through another goddess queen friend of mine. And mm. so all this healing and transformation continues to take, take up place. space and take place. Yeah, I remember when I first met you, it was, it was at Rosalind's house. It was Rosalind's house on her patio. On her patio. Yeah. And I was smudging it and we were doing a little mm -hmm. spiritual circle and you came up in full garb, full yeah. regalia, <laughs> in all your drag queen garb. And uh, maybe that's just how you wanted to dress that day. Maybe I shouldn't mm -hmm. identify that way. So yeah. Give, give grace where grace Did it, if it appear, if it gave you drag queen energy, run with it. But Well, it was actually very queen energy is what I Oh, got. I like that. It was very queen. It was yes. very like I am present yes. and I am here and I am yeah. who I am. I always see my and I found it to be very grounding. Yes. Like you were very grounded. You were very intentional with the way you moved and how you spoke. You were very engaging. You were approachable. You weren't above it or beyond it. Thank you, you were in the presence of it. And for me, I, I almost feel regret in saying drag queen because it's so stereotypical now and I, I don't want to bring any I hold the drag queen identity. I know because you did yeah. that for so long. Oh my God, yes. But I that's not how it 
presented itself, Good. which is why yeah. I'm yeah. trying to yeah. re-narrate that. Yeah. But either way, we'll let that just be what it is, mm-hmm. right? Queen, drag and, queen energy. I love that. <laughs> yeah, well, it had queen. Like, no, I mean in the essence of like your royalty. Oh, no, totally. I totally received that. I understand <laughs> that. Yes, no. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah. Okay. Yes, yes. And just stunning. Thank you. Absolutely stunning. Thank you. And I believe David was with you. Who was with you? Massage therapist. Massage therapist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, David. Mm-hmm. He was a massage therapist then, at that time. Then, yeah. Yes. And David was with you. And I just thought, wow, I just love the expression of self. Like, yeah. I get off on allowing people to be who they are. I still struggle sometimes. Yes. Not going to pretend like I've got a lot of luck because I don't because mm-hmm. I have some judgments from my own pain body. Yes. That kind of make me have to feel like I have to protect myself. Right. right? But I will say that that moment signifies, oh, I'm going to cry. That moment signified so much of the way I have continued to hold you in my heart, in my purpose, and in my spirit, and you've never let me down. And it's okay if you do. I'm not confused about that. But it also solidified to me that, yeah, letting people be exactly who they are is my get down. And I I know that that. now, full-heartedly. And I love when they say we come full circles. I believe we're always spiraling. Always. Not in the negative. Not in the negative. No, no, People no. got that word yeah. all weird. I'm talking now. about like Sufi style. Yes, Like honey. we're we're always Atmosphere. moving. It's like, oh my mm-hmm. God, I see you again. You know, mm-hmm. oh, oh my God. You there know, you we are. just, we keep Pick coming. Up. Yeah. Because we've had so many special moments. We really have. We really have. We've had almost 10 year friendship. Oh my God. Like, and, yeah. and all, along the way, there was healing abide. Oh. Right. You have been a healing bomb in my life. Thank and you, every time. I'm in your presence in your realm, like I'm elevated on so many levels. And there's a, a peace that takes place. And that's all I'm ever seeking. When I really think I want peace. And peace yeah. reveals itself in a variety of ways. It really does. Times. And yeah. sometimes it's about the destruction before the peace can come. It to- completely. Sometimes you just got a phoenix rise. And I've I've done it so many times. Like I I I've been homeless. Right? I've been homeless. Right. I think that's why I have such an infinity. And all those shows, movie shows that you've been on and all the stages that you presented yourself with and you were homeless. Still was homeless. Right. Still was homeless. Still disconnected from my own personal source. But loved through the whole process. Come on. Loved, loved, loved. My friend David, God bless his soul. <laughs> so cute, isn't he? Oh, oh. Well, well, this is a different David. Oh, forget I know a lot of David. Yeah, so I wonder you... what David represents the oh. Bible. David, this, lion, David. Right? Because, oh, is that what it is? Lion? I think so. Oh no, that's Dan. God. Is that Daniel? Daniel. Heck, I'm really versed in that. I I really want to know because I, the Davids in my life, what? oh, the Davids in my life are gigantic. They're, I, 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 I revere them as kings. Like they literally, every time they show up, they're like, I got you, baby. Kings, get it? No, there you are. I got you, baby. Yeah. And in and, and such a, a way, like, it's so comforting because they know I'm a big energy. You know what I'm saying? They're like, okay. you're, you're a big energy, but with a quiet grace. Thank you. Yes. No, thank you. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. Because you, when you when you step on scene, you are acknowledged, but you're not trying to be acknowledged. Yeah. Yeah. He's a king. Yeah. David is a king. David is a king. <sighs> we, just, we just looked it up. I knew that. You did. I knew yeah. that. Because I'm like, so that's why you attract the Davids. And, yeah, and that's I'm, yeah, that's and the, the queen and in the you. One, and they they literally literally saved my life. They infuse me with so much hope, and and they challenge me, like they're like, 
I want you to step it up. I want you to, to step step into your greatness. So what does that mean? Step it up. Do step. they do they call you out on some behavior yes. with love? Right? Well, they 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 yeah. 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 And they or call they'll say, Look, you can do this. You you got this. Right. You're you're more but, than that. Yeah. You're more than just what you think you yeah. are limited to. And it's more. where I can receive it too. <laughs> it's where I can receive it. You know, because I I, I can't I I can't get it from everybody. No. You know? And there's no shame when we don't yeah. get it. Like every messenger has a different approach and mm-hmm. approach is approach. And that's it. I, I learn and see how I learn and see. You learn mm-hmm. and, and be how you learn and be and see. But David housed me. David Kahawa Alapua is from Hawaii. Come on now. He housed me, him and Keith, David and Keith. And without Keith, you know, I don't, Keith fed me and entertained me and clothed me. They, they, it was, I felt like a Barbie doll. Where they they made me this muse, right? <laughs> I just had to show up a few times and do you know a couple yeah. of shows or wear their clothes for some fashion. I I was like, they still seem this broke down Barbie, but no. but they you know they just they just held me at such a place, and they still do. Like they just hold me up. Tune in next week for part three.